Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Their pitch is a women's football podcast in collaboration with Adidas Football. On February 1st, they released their new Predator Edge football shoe. Check it out. Imagine a gender equal world, a world free of bias, stereotypes and discrimination, a world that's diverse, equitable and inclusive, a world where difference is valued and celebrated. Together we can forge women's equality. March 8, International Women's Day. This week's third pitch player is Nilla Fischer, a Swedish centre-back that started out as a midfielder but ended up as a centre-back. She has won Champions League with German BFL Wolfsburg and so far she has played 189 international games with Sweden. When FIFA Pro for the first time together with FIFA named the world's best XI back in 2019, Fischer was in it. Today she represents Linköping FC in the Damal Svenskan with a unique contract in the women's game signed ahead of the 2022 season. This contract gives her the opportunity to play professional football and to be a parent. You are listening to Their Pitch and this is the Nilla Fisher episode. But first of all, I want you to pronounce your name for us. Just for people out there that don't know how to say it. Well, in Swedish or in my... And also uh, if you're from Skåne, <laughs> then it's Nilla Fischer. And... Uh, Well, that's pretty much the same also. Maybe a little bit more Nilla Fischer if it's more uh, in the States or something like that. And you lived in Germany for a while. How how did they say it in Germany? Oh, I hardly remember. I think just uh, Nilla Fischer or something like that. (laughs) Because it is a German last name, so it's kind of good. It was a good uh, um, country to move to regarding my name and a lot of other things, of course. Nilla Fischer, welcome to their pitch. Thank you very much. So we're going to start with this quote right here. And it's from somebody who knows you very well. And then you have to guess who it is. Okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Nilla, also known as Finn the Giant with the big feet. A great person on and off the field. She always talks about doing something, but rarely goes through with it. She likes buying things, but then questions what she buys. And if she didn't get it, she will talk a lot about how maybe she should go back and get it. There's nothing she hates more than the JoJo test. She loves music and she's a great dancer. She's been my support system in all these years. And I admire her because she's herself 100% and won't compromise that no matter how much shit she gets from some troll on the internet. 
I'm happy that we have spent almost 20 years together and have a friendship for life. Well, it's embarrassing if I if I guess you wrong, but I think it could be no one else than Caroline Siegel. That's correct. I took it with the shopping clothes and stuff uh, and regretting and and also uh, knowing each other for 20 years and very good friends and a friendship for life. Are, are you quite indecisive? Uh, yeah, totally. I'm better now, but before uh, we could totally spend like three hours uh, going into shops and I'm just like going back and forth. And after walking two hours in one direction, I could be like, okay, I have to go back and buy that shirt. And then I we did that. She was nice to me and uh, followed me. And then I bought it and got home and then just, oh, I shouldn't have bought it. I have to leave it back tomorrow. I give it back tomorrow or something like that. So, and um, yeah, and I, I, I think a, a lot about my decisions before I make them, but also after. Um, I try to uh, just stick what I've done or decided. But yeah, I, I have some more... Um, progress to do there are you more decisive on the field while you're playing football yeah totally uh, i think i'm uh, a totally not a hundred percent different person but uh, a lot of my how i am on the field is not who i am off the field so uh that but i think a lot of us players or athletes um is in that kind of uh, one state uh, one like one mindset on the field and one off. Totally. And I think just going into like being a player, you debuted it for the national team in 2001. Yep. I was just learning how to walk <laughs> at that time. Barely. So you've been with the Swedish national team for, for a long time and you have 189 caps. What's something that kind of like sticks out for you? What's your most fond memory? I mean, it's been... 21 years yeah it's a long long time but i mean of course i will always remember my first cap uh but otherwise um and of course you remember every uh championship you play even if it was a it doesn't matter if it's a good one or bad one you you remember it or i remember it very well but i think uh what will stick uh the longest in and like in my heart will be everything like outside of the field when we spend time, it sounds boring, but just like having coffee, talking, laughing, uh, hanging out in the room or doing crazy stuff or whatever, like you get friends for, for life. And if you spend, uh, sometimes we spend like four or five weeks together and uh, not seeing anyone else pretty much. And, and you get to know, uh, the people uh, really well and uh, and that creates a a special bond between you so I think that will uh, stick with me uh, the longest like everything outside of the field you have 189 caps for a national team you're getting close to 200 does that kind of like excite you to know that you can reach that number well I don't think so much about how many games I played actually I, I mean I know that I played a lot since when when the younger player are, uh, is coming up and, and everything um, but I mean of course that would be be awesome to to be able to reach 200 but uh, I'm also very very happy with the number I have now and all the years I've played on such a high level so you've played a lot of you've played a lot of championships and you've played a lot of games for the national team and you've been with it for a long time 
And this summer, Sweden took uh, silver in the Olympics, and you missed it because you had a new family member on the way. Did you watch that while you were home, the Olympics? And how is that feeling, like, rooting for your squad from home? <clears throat> yeah, of course, I, I watched it. I was also uh, very happy that they played during daytime in, in Sweden. <laughs> uh, but um, it was a mixed feeling to to uh, uh, to watch it from the um, from the couch. It was... I was very happy and very excited, of course, uh, for them. Uh, but and also in the beginning, it was kind of like unreal to uh, look at the games and knowing that I would be there if I wouldn't have uh, our second or we would have our second son. Um, and I would never choose differently, uh, of course, or, or of course for me. Uh, but then it was kind of like also when we got to the the final, I wished from from all of my heart that we would uh, win, of course. But I also knew that it would hurt like I don't want to say a bad word, but very very much like deep inside of me to not be able to uh, be there and also have the gold medal because uh, that's something that I've and also as the, the team. But I mean, I played for twenty one years. Um, been aiming for very many years to get the the finest one, but um, well, now it was a silver. But of course, I would have wanted it to be be a gold medal medal, and I would have celebrated with with the girls also. And I, I think it's so interesting. Can because as a player, I mean, when you're in that moment and you get a silver medal, I feel like maybe your feelings just wash over you completely. But as a when you're watching it, could you distance yourself from that feeling of losing a gold? No, I couldn't because I know how it is to lose the gold. Gold, and I think also from. Uh, I mean, when you're when you reach the final, it doesn't matter if you're an underdog or you're you're the favorite. But um, watching it from from outside, and also I think the players also had a different feeling that they kind of we. Um, we played a different game. We were the best team, I think. And we have a higher level now than we've ever had, uh, both as a group, but uh, first, of, uh, first of all, on the field, how we perform. So I think that also uh, stroke even harder that we, like, this is the year that we're going to win the whole shit, you know. But, uh, I mean... We play great also after the Olympics and still, still, uh, I think we develop every, every camp. So I think we have a really good, uh, chance to, to get a, a gold medal this summer instead. How, how excited were you to get back into camp once, uh, you guys gathered again after the Olympics? I mean, of course, you missed, uh, I missed the girls during summer. I also knew, know how they, uh, uh, how hard they work and how it is to play a championship and the Olympics is is very special in in every kind of way. So and I also just wanted to to hear all the stories from how the village uh, looked like, the facilities and uh, yeah every everything pretty much. So it was it was I mean it was great fun to to meet them all again and just hear them talk about the experience they had last summer. Speaking of championships, we have one coming up this summer, the Euros. Do you feel like um, a gold medal is possible for Sweden? Yeah, I think I, I feel that it's it's definitely possible. And um, because we have uh, still have the same coach um, and the whole staff uh, around us is pretty much also, also the same, I think, this year. 
Um, and a lot of players at the moment is um, not in Sweden because we haven't started the league yet, but uh, in the other countries uh, are performing well. So uh, I think if we might, I mean, it's always, it's boring to say that we have to stay fit. We need to be not get injured and so on and so forth. But um, yeah, I think we have a very good opportunity to go the whole way. If you were to be selected, would you want to play? I mean, you always want to represent the national team, but everything has to be um, in order. Can you say in order? I don't know, with the family and everything with the situation here. But uh, of course, it's every player's dream to represent your country in a, in a championship. And from country uh, or from um, international to club level you you played in sweden for a while and then you went to germany and wolfsburg how come you made that decision to go to germany well i played a uh, played a lot of years in sweden um and i developed uh, both as a as a person as a player but the the german league was very good at the moment it still is um and wolfsburg has just uh, also won the the triple, like the league, the cup and the Champions League. So, I mean, the, when they wanted me to, uh, to sign, it was, of course, very interesting, uh, just because of that. But I also, okay, I'm like, I don't even remember if I was 27 or 28. You know, I, if I want to go abroad, I think this is a very good opportunity to go. Uh, and I felt very, I think I needed my years in Sweden <clears throat> to be secure in myself and, uh, knowing who I am and so it just felt right in the time and um, well Germany is not so far away from Sweden either so was it ever like a hard decision um, well yeah it was because it meant also that uh, Mika was um, I don't know the English word for it <laughs> from her uh, work and also that she needed to or she needed to, we wanted to go together because we said it will never work if she is here. And I'm in, in Wolfsburg, I would never be able to come. And, uh, I also have games all the time. So if she visit, uh, I'm not going to be home and so on. So that was kind of a, a big dis- discussion. Uh, if, if we should go and also when we should go, because we also decided to get married that year in November. So, uh, so we also discussed, discussed, should I go in summer or winter time or not winter time in winter? Um, but yeah, in the end we decided summer and, um, I don't know if it was a good decision, but, uh, or the best decision, but, uh, I succeeded soccer wise, at least it was just a little bit more stressful with the wedding. <laughs> and you, you've played champions league and if I'm not mistaken, you've also won. Yeah. One time I won. First of all, how is that feeling to win something? And then does that compare to the um, the medals you've taken with the national team at any sort of level? Yeah, definitely. It's it's like a championship for, I mean, it's a championship for club teams. You could say it's the Euros for club teams. So um, it was, uh, it's very spectacular to go. And I think also with a club that has the, uh, the standards like the big clubs, Lyon, Wolfsburg, Barcelona, now Chelsea and so on. Bayon, uh, also to go travel with, uh, charter. You stay at the, at the nicest hotels and so on. And everything is very 
set up in a different way comparing to a league uh, game and or to a cup game. So just that everything around uh, the final is uh, on a higher level. So that also makes that um, experience much bigger. But I mean, to win, it's always hard to describe your feelings, but uh, it's one of the best evenings in my life. Uh, soccer wise, definitely it's, 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 it was a dream coming true. Uh, and I also had the chance to win it two other times, but we, uh, didn't manage. So I'm just very, very happy that I got that one because it's, for me, it was a goal during my career to get the Champions League title. For sure. And then you came back home. Yeah. And summer, uh, after the World Cup 2019. And that same year, you had made it into, I think it was FIFA Pro's World 11, right? Mm, yeah, I think it was my third time or something. So that was a good year for you, 2019. And you decided to come back home to Dalmatsvenska. Yeah. Why did you decide to do that? It was not, uh, I mean, to be honest, it was not a, a decision that was uh, made for for uh, my career as a soccer player. It was a, uh, a de- de- decision made for, for the whole family. Um because I can't, you know, the the Dalmatian is good, but Bundesliga it's much better, and also Wolfsburg as a club is one one of the best ones. Uh, but you can always, uh, you need to have it to have it all sometimes, like a good level with with soccer and also good surroundings for the family. Uh, our oldest one, Neo, we wanted him to start um, kindergarten. Um, and so on. And also Mika needed to, wanted to get to back to work. And, um, the whole network we have in Sweden is, is just different. It's just about for me and in, in Germany and also for her, it was just about soccer all the time. And you feel like when you get older, you need something else in your life as well. Um, and here in Sweden, I can still develop as a soccer player. Uh, we have very good trainings and the facilities in, in lane shopping is also good. Um, so, uh, it was like to get the, the whole picture, um, better together. That was not good English, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally understand. And you played in Lynch shopping before you went to Wolfsburg. What was, what was the difference from when you left and till when you came back to Lynch shopping? Did you notice any major differences in the club? No, actually not. I would say it's um, pretty much the same. I think uh, just when I left, uh, they start winning titles. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I guess that's maybe a difference from from just like just from when I left, like the years directly after that, they were uh, they were very successful, uh, and now. Uh, we want to get back to to being number one again, but it will take a couple of years. Uh, hopefully, just one year. So this is our second. So hopefully, we will get back on track and be in the. I mean, of course, we want to win, but at least top three. But um, so I think that's maybe the difference uh, now, if I should say any. But otherwise, it's pretty much we we have the same facilities. We practice at the same. Uh, arena and everything so uh, but I think that's an issue with Damasvenskan that we need to take uh, the next step because I mean it was six years in Germany so it would be awesome if both uh, the club but also the whole league would have developed 
uh, in six years, but I think it's pretty much in the same same level, which is still a good level. What would you say would be the next step? I mean, it's boring to talk about uh, money, but that's one of the the key things to to take the next step to get more. If you have more financial, uh, or you have a better finance, a better finance, more money, uh, better economics, then you have uh, bigger opportunities to get a bigger squad, uh, need more staff around the team, and also on the in the office of the club, uh, because now uh, if you play if you play the league, you play the cup, and you play Champions League, it's not enough to have seventeen players because the load is so high. So you cannot, either you get injured uh, or you're not able to perform on the on your best level, level when you have to. Um, so the next step is that, and you will get that with better um, financial. Why do I say financial? If you have more money or better economic situation, bigger sponsors, you will be able to uh, do those things. And you just signed a new contract with Den Shopping, 80%, right? Yes. You're on some sort of maternal leave. Exactly. And I think it's so I think it's so impressive because this is the first contract of this kind in Dalmat Svenska. How did that come about? Was it your idea? Uh, yeah, it was it was my idea uh, or we talked uh, talk about it here in the family with I mean, I talk about trying to I'm a lot about um try to live in an equal way and Equality is very important to me, um, but I think also it also reaches a point where I just can't talk about it. I also live have to live after my standards. And I mean, of course, twenty percent is not fifty percent, but fifty percent would not be able to uh, uh, to have on a maternal leave if you're a soccer player. That's that's just not. Uh, I would never play then. <laughs> so. Um, we and then I talked to the uh, head coach and the club director regarding that, and uh, we just had a, a meeting just talking about this year. And I just said what I my thoughts were, and um, they really listened and took it in and said, "Okay, we will we will think about it because we never um, heard of this before, and uh, we will get back to you and." Yeah, everything. It was just like three meetings and then everything was settled. And I'm just very, very happy uh, that the club did what they did um, and took. I think it's really showing that, okay, you can you're able to be a mom and also had the chance to play play soccer uh, on the highest level. And I think it's really cool that they are the first club in Sweden, too. And I would guess pretty much in Europe as well to sign uh, this kind of contract. Was it a deal breaker for you for, for them to go through with this contract? I mean, it's easy now since I got got it to say yes, uh, that I would not have signed otherwise. But um, but I actually think that it would be, um, it would, dif- would be difficult for us as a family to uh, have me keep uh, playing if I, if I couldn't be, be home with the kids and also that Mika, my wife, uh, would be able to work also. We're going to move on to your position on the field and you're a center back. Mm -hmm. Why are you a center back? Because 
Because we know from hearing you in another Swedish podcast not too long ago that you actually played as a defensive midfielder before becoming a defender. Yeah. So, yeah, how'd you end up becoming a center back? Uh, yeah, I played uh, uh, on the midfield until 2013, I would say. Uh, and then when I played in LFC, Lotterolin was a little bit injured, I think, uh, that year. Um, or someone was injured at least. So I got to play a little bit in the club team. But then also Pia took over as a as a national coach and uh, uh she saw me as a as a center back and uh she said that yeah, either you wanna um give that a chance or you might not be uh my first choice on the midfield um with the national team. So I mean of course, I mean, it doesn't matter what, wherever the coach says that you're going to play, you do it. Uh, it's my opinion, at least. Uh, I think you should be just proud and happy that you are in the first 11. So, uh, but yeah, that was kind of um, her choice. And I accepted it, of course. And um, long story short, I got a really good career. Or I had a good one, but I don't think Wolfsburg would have been interested in me as a midfielder. I, I would like to change the had to a have. Have. Yeah. I have a really good career. I would like to start with the fact that um, we often hear now that football players need to be flexible in order sometimes even to play in positions they are not used to. So looking back at your own career, uh, do you think that that is something that has changed over the past. Like for when you started, then you were just a center back and there you were in your position and you didn't have any other role. And No, I think I, or for me personally, at least, I've played in, in a lot of different positions through my career. I mean, when I, when you're starting off, you're just chasing a ball, but then I played a lot in the, as a center midfield. Uh, but then I got, when I got to play with the, with the women's team, I played, uh, one time I played attacker. I played a lot on the left back, uh, or wing back, I guess you would say now. Uh, and you also on my time <laughs> when I started, you also had, um, Libro. Uh, so I also tried, uh, that position and also as a left, uh, left midfielder, um, in a classic 4-4-2. So I played a little bit everywhere and I think, um, I think it just depends on if you're really skilled, like if you are the best one on your position, you don't need to be flexible. You know, if you're, if you're really, um, don't have, I mean, the, the danger is, of course, if you have a, a lot of players to compete with, then it's good if you, if you're able to, to change and play in another position just to be able to play. But, um, I mean, I still think that the like the central line is pretty much always the same. And then, if you're a left wing or if you are a left attacker in a uh, together with two other um, attackers, it's not it's not so such a big difference, I would say. So I think it w- from my experience, it hasn't changed so much. So, with your own words. Describe your role and position out on the pitch from how you look at yourself as a player. My role is to be, uh, or I am one of the most, um, or the older players. So I have a lot of routine. So I should lead the team. 
uh, and be a, uh, a supporting teammate. And, uh, I think I am, I think I do that, uh, and try to, to help the others. And I most of the time keep, uh, keep myself calm. Like when I have the ball, not okay. I, I scream at the opponents. I scream on the referee. I know that I think I've improved. At least I don't scream as much as I did. Uh, but, uh, I think that's my role. And also, if you look at the, I mean, now I play central in a, in a three back. So then it's pretty much just like passing it to my, uh, colleagues and they should take the ball up pretty much. But, uh, try to keep the, the, the defense together and, uh, be calm when I have the ball. I guess that's my role. Over the years, do you think that uh, the center back position has changed? Do you mean like 10 years ago, then it was good to to be able to do this as a center back comparing to now or for an example? Yeah, I think um, maybe like 10, 10 years or 15 years uh, ago, I would say maybe maybe 15 is better than it was um, a good skill. If you're skillful as a center back, it's good if you have a, if you're able to play the ball just away behind the back line <clears throat> of the opponent's. Uh, it was not very much tiki-taka football uh, <laughs> uh, together with the goalkeeper and and the rest of the defense line. So I think that kind of change, you need to be a much better pass passing player nowadays than you have to do uh, before. Then it was just about winning the ball and just playing either the next, the closest midfielder you could find because they were better with the ball uh, or just played long behind the um, opponent's. And now you need to yeah, control and pass in a in a different way. And also, I think in the defending, it's um, it's a lot about speed uh, nowadays. Or also, if you're comparing to ten years ago, uh, the player has more speed now, and it's a lot about one against one, and uh, and also more skillful in the technique. Uh, so you need to be, <clears throat> I think, more clever as a defender now than before. I mean, we all know you're a very good passer. So is that something you have as a natural natural ability or is it something that you have trained a lot on? I practiced a lot. I really, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty much okay with everything that has to do with the ball. Like it doesn't matter what kind of sports. I'm not the best one, but still I can manage but I've I've really worked hard and practiced a lot. Uh, had a lot of hours at home, uh, just like uh, kicking the ball around with my brother, and also on the pitch. Uh, practiced really a lot during uh, my time in uh, Malmo and also in in Wolfsburg. Um, so, and now my body can't quite cope with that. So uh, it's good that I already done it. But um, I always say also that I have a, a functional technique, functional technique, because I can't do when I'm out visiting kids or whatever, they say, show me a trick. And I'm just, no, I can't. I can break your leg, but I can't. <laughs> you know, and they just pretty much wonder why I play in the national team. So, um, but yeah, I practice a lot with my passing. Uh, yeah, because I think, you know, uh, we often talk about, I mean, like how Sweden has De- developed uh, their passing game from and and a lot of the attacks start from the back now 
because like you're looking at how Sweden played in, in the Olympics 2016 versus how you guys play now, you play more ball. I mean, like with the ball. Um, so it's just interesting to see how how positions on the pitch can can I mean add to that uh, kind of way of playing. Yeah, it would be very interesting to see their percentage of ball possession uh, during the championship uh, 2016 and comparing to 2021. 20, was it last year, right? <laughs> uh, and comparing to. Uh, uh, the other teams are mostly like to to our games because I totally agree with you. Do you feel like you're experienced enough to not ne- needing um, that much information when you go out to play a game today? Like in the Dalmal sense, can you you probably know a lot about your opponents, but from from your position, what do you feel is the most important information you need about your opponents before going out to play? Uh, for me, it's about um, if, uh, not if they have attackers, because they do, but if, <laughs> otherwise I'm worried, probably. <laughs> probably. You never know. Um, if they like, if they uh, most of the time just go inside or outside, uh, if they like to shoot or dribble, uh, and if they have a, uh, just one strong foot, or if they can choose, choose uh, shoot ju- uh, both uh, left and right, I would say. And also how they press if they try to close, yeah, close out my right side or left side, and if, if they go high or low. Uh, otherwise, I think for me, it's a lot about instinct. Otherwise, when I play. So, in which tactical aspect do you feel like you've grown the most over your career? I'm very, I, yeah. I can hardly say any because I'm, I am, I am not good with, uh, with tactics. But um, um, maybe I mean, I think, or I know now that I can. Um, I would say that I can read the opponent more to find the space. If they don't play, maybe this is a lie. If they don't play as as they should, like then I can still manage to get the ball up to our midfield or something like that. But overall, I'm I like I'm good in in taking information and transform it into the field. Like do do what they said um, before the game, and <clears throat> also with the attackers. Like if I know they often go right, then I'm also good in remem- remembering that. But otherwise, I have to say that I'm not a good tactical player like now I watched uh, LFC against no shopping this weekend and I was also thinking like in the end of the first half if I was a coach what I would change or what I would say do this keep doing this or whatever and I'm just like nope I don't have any advice at all <laughs> so yeah well, I was very happy to watch that game because I saw a lot of things that could be very fun to watch this upcoming season so yeah definitely but I think I'm kind of interesting to to hearing your perspective on this because you've won the Champions League, so you obviously know what it takes to win, what what you need to be able to do to win that. But looking at how the game has grown and how it is at the moment, what do you think think is needed uh, football wise and tactically? You can say that if you if you can, if it comes to mind. 
yeah. uh, but also player-wise to win this tournament today. Because I think looking at teams now when they play that level, for me, I think it's something about balance. You can have a lot of good players, but they need to be balanced in in a way. I could be wrong, so I'm I'm interested in to hear what you think about this. I think you can uh, take uh, Barcelona <clears throat> as an example. If you look at the, they played the final against Chelsea. Yeah, now yes, but the year they played one final before that. Lyon. Yeah, Lyon, and then they lost. Um, and if you compare how the team to, I don't know player wise. I think they also changed a bit player wise. But if you look, if you look at how they. The game, they changed their game. Like before, it was only possession, pretty much. And now you can see that they they still have an amazing possession uh, game, but they also go on counterattacks much more uh, than they did before and also penetrate the opponent much more than they did, uh, not back in the days, but like two years ago. And also how they changed... Um, in pretty much just having Spanish uh, Spanish players from now also mixing it up with international high level players who have different skills. Like if you look at Afridlina Rolfe now with her strength and her her um, skill of of um, yeah just sprinting from her opponent also one against one and get able to be passed and also how she's strong how strong she is in the penalty area. And also with Caroline Hansen and Lika Martins and so on. Like they looked, I think they looked okay. What, what did Leon have? Or the, the, okay, Leon won for like five years in a row. So it was pretty much that team as an example. Um, what do they have that we're missing? So I think they changed their game to just being, um, possession to, uh, also, very, very skillful in, in penetrate the team and also counterattacks and also how they, um, pressure, uh, have a, how they press high is also a thing. I think the opponents has a very big, has very big, uh, problems getting out of their pressure, uh, because they don't have the possession skills as Barcelona have. So that's also why it's so hard to beat Barcelona because they are so skillful in the back. So they can play out every high pressure pretty much uh, at the moment, at least. Um, so I think that's what you need player-wise. Like you said, a mix between <clears throat> also size, like big, small or tall or, or short, I should say. And um, not only possession, like you also need the, the tough striker in the... Um, in the goal area <laughs> and so on. So um, I think that's a very good, uh, I think that's the team that the other teams are now trying to copy and do better actually. And I also know that they changed the training load from after losing the Champions League uh, final to the next year and how they practiced from, from that loss. So you need to be on a very high physical level to be able to play all the games that they do. Oh yeah. I I it will be interesting to see this this season of the Champions League but yeah but it's uh, it's nice to see that another team than Lyon can can show themselves on the on the big stage. Yeah, totally. And now it seems like it's also shifting in in France like PS, 
PSG is doing so good. Uh, and also, I mean, also because that was also the mix with Lyon, they also had a very high amount of French players, but then also took in uh, international players and uh, the best ones. And now it will be very inter- interesting to see what they do next and also how much PSG will be, um, like how big steps they will take. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's go to the fun questions from the listeners. Let's go. We have uh, a lot of questions about Wolfsburg. I, I think these people are Germans. I don't know, perhaps, but uh, at Vert Derek uh, on Twitter, uh, he starts like this. He was the first or one of the first of many Swedish Scandinavian players for Wolfsburg. When they signed all the other players, did you ever get asked about them? Uh, and on the other hand, was there a player Wolfsburg showed interest in that ever called you for adv- advice? Uh, well, now that I'm not playing there anymore, I don't have to lie. So, uh, but yeah, I, I got some. I mean, of course, I think that's totally, I think that's the way it's it's supposed to be and also how it is that if you look at players with the same national nationality as you already have, you you ask that player uh, about uh, yeah whatever their personality or how they are and so on. So um, I got a few questions uh, from the coach about uh, some players uh, and also some players asked me about the club uh, before. And I don't know if the, I don't think that like uh, was the the final decision for them, but I would also totally do that to ask around if I was going thinking about going somewhere. So uh, yes, on both questions. To sum it up. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. V. Hogg wants to know how exciting is the city of Wolfsburg? Well, it's... <laughs> I mean, the... The the thing that makes this city ex- exciting is actually the people who live there. I have to say it's it's um I can't I mean it's not you do pretty much the same thing when you have a day off. Uh you it's not a super big city, it's like lean shopping. Um but the the people who live there are very friendly and very helpful and I think it's overall also a German thing that they like to talk to people because the Swedes, Swedes doesn't. Um, unfortunately, I think that's one of the things that I try to take with me to uh, home uh, to say hello to someone. That's scary in Sweden. So, um, so the city itself is not super exciting, but the people there, uh, I really, really like and miss. Yeah, and this next question, we can like talk about. A JoJo test, I presume, but at Meyer, 
Admire Tommy wants to know preseason runs in Wolfsburg. Who did finish right in front of you and who was right behind you? Well, I guess I was pretty much way, way in behind everyone else. But um, I think I ran, I ran a lot with Kaolin Hansen. Yeah, I think it was her pretty much. She, she was in front of me or I was in front of her. Uh, but otherwise, we were just, uh, yeah, a bunch of people just running our asses off. So actually, I can hardly remember that because you were so, I was so tired. So you were just like, uh, not uh, present. Uh, but I would say I was in the, in the first years, I was in the level with, with Hansen and, and harder, but, um, not anymore, I think, or I'm sure. You never know. Right, you never know. Tia Hammarqvist wants to know, is there a specific game you will never forget and why? I, there's a lot of games I will never forget. Uh, but, uh, I think. The first year when we won the um, league with Wolfsburg, it was the final game was the 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 game who would determine who's the winner, and uh, it was against Frankfurt, and it was like 35 degrees. Uh, my sister-in-law was there with her family. The water was they were they had no water on the uh, tribune, uh, spectator, uh, or the stands, uh, and we were in the in the lead and then they um, managed to get a goal and it was a tie and then they would have won and then we scored again like when it was two minutes left of the game and then it was um, this the stadium was full it was 12,000 I think or something uh, in the stadium so it was just a euphoria euphoria no yeah of feelings and happiness euphoria um feelings and happiness and craziness so i think that's i have a lot of games but that's one that's really um sticks and the next one is from at kun abd abdullah on twitter as well what are the core fundamental differences for you when playing in a back two or a back three but uh, if you play with three central defenders, you're one more defending. So then it's kind of like it's easier in that kind of way since also since I play in the central position at the moment, at least. Uh, so then it's more kind of safe for me. Um, and if you're two, uh, it's it could be a higher risk if you uh, try to make like a 50-50. If you go 50-50 to win the ball, then it's only one central defender left. And if you go with three, you have two left. So that's the difference. And also in attacking wise, you have uh, the ball more. If you're only two central defenders, I would say, then you're one of the, the two who should take it up. Now I play central in, in a three back. So then I'm pretty much just, um, I'm not going dribble so much. I just pass it to my left or uh, right side. That's the difference, I would say. He also wants to know uh, what you think, what roles or attributes uh, should your partner or partners have to complement you in a backline? Speed is always a plus. Uh, and I like if they are uh, calm with the ball uh, and also tough in the duels and uh, hard as winning heads is also pretty not the correct English, but 
Again, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He has one more question. And I think this is a, quite an interesting one. Uh, how have you, as a center back, adapted to facing the new modern center forward uh, like a false nine? Uh, well, I don't know if I have adapted, but the challenge is, of course, that the uh, the it could be if you play two two next to each other, then you have them pretty much in your line the whole time. The distance to go and put pressure or go to head the ball or something in a, uh, when it comes to long ball is not so far. So I think that's a, uh, that's something that we as a defenders has to adapt, that we need to be more careful to cover the space behind you. Um, if you go, uh, if you go high on that player and also in, um, You have to work together with the midfield, also try to cover that pass maybe more than when you play with two high strikers. Do you have a special routine or superstition before playing a match? Steffel015 wants to know. No, not anymore. I don't have time for that with two kids. So uh, before the I had the early days, I wanted to put the... Uh, the shin guards on in a correct like every every time the right one first and then the left one and then I wanted to take my soccer shoes on and then I took them off again to take them on 10 minutes later uh, so I don't have anything like that anymore because in the end it just gets too much and then you don't know what am I supposed to do now and what's was this the wrong way and then you get or I did I got uh, stressed up uh, because of that so now I don't even have like a special meal or anything that I have to eat or you just adapt to the day. And um, I think that's been, it's, I think that's developed me also as a player that you can know, I don't need the perfect way of, of having my day before a game. I could still perform. I think it's so funny that you say that you used to put your shoes on and then take them off and then put them on again. Because that's when I was a kid and I used yeah. to play. I used to do that all the time. Take them off, take them on, take them off, rub them on the turf or grass and then put them back on. Yeah. Why? <laughs> and then I, I mean, why? There's no... <laughs> I don't know. Because you it's win. It's just a thing you do. You win the game yeah. if you do that. Yeah. And and then this this last question from, from an Instagrammer called, I think, Vasilis underscore Agrocostas. I think this is a very nice question. Have you really understood what a role model you are? Uh, no, uh, I would. It's hard to. I I never also know never know what to answer, and I also got kind of like uh, I always get a little bit embarrassed talking about when I got when I get that question because I, of course I've understood it and I know that I'm a role model, but it's hard to think of me myself as a role model. Uh, but it's very nice to. Uh, to hear um, that, and uh, I mean, I try to, I try to lead by example. Uh, I know that, I mean, of course, I know that I have my flaws, a lot of flaws, and I could also do better. But um, it's always, of course, very flattering and very heartwarming to hear that people um, think that I'm doing uh, good things. <laughs> The last and final question. Which is from somebody you know very well. Yes. Hedvig Lindahl. Yes. <laughs> What's her question? She wants to know if, would you consider taking part in a YouTube show? Maybe Farming <laughs> with Nilla? 
<laughs> yeah. Well, Hedvig, I know we talked about this. And um, yeah, I just need to get a couple of... Uh, uh, I just need to know how I'm, how I'm supposed to organize it and how I'm supposed to um, get it all together. It's it's a really good idea because I have a um, I have a lot of things that I could put on YouTube actually with my with my farming and building furnitures that are so uh, falling apart and everything. So I totally know what she's talking about, and um, if she helps me. Uh, I'm on. Maybe she could she could invest in a TV production company that can just set the whole thing up and make it happen. Exactly. If any TV company is listening now, just call me. Yeah, I mean TV four. <laughs> yes, exactly. I meant TV four, yeah. of so, course. Sorry. No. Yes. <laughs> Not uh, anyone. Just TV four. Yeah. <laughs> and if you ever go on YouTube, we'll subscribe. Awesome. So we've, we've come to the end. We have a end section, which is a this or that, where I will ask you a this or that question. Mm. And you don't get to think. I just want your answer fast. Okay. And I, I know I just snapped my fingers thinking you would see it, but it's out of the camera. Yeah. So, yeah. But I heard it. I heard <laughs> but it. This or, yeah. Good thing. Um, so I'll just start. Mm-hmm. A good slide tackle or a perfect interception? Slide tackle. Dribbling your way out of the first line of pressure on your own or play out of it with perfect one-touch passes together with a teammate? On my own. Coming on from the bench to make an impact to get the win or be in the starting lineup? Starting lineup. Even if you lose? Uh, but you, that was not in the question. No, that was not, that was not the question. <laughs> Uh, causing a tactical foul for the opponents or taking one yourself for the team to stop a counterattack? Uh, taking one myself for the team. Starting a perfect attack from the back or scoring one yourself? Oh, uh, scoring one myself. And that's about wraps this episode up. <gasps> Nila, thank you for being a part of this. Thank you for having me. It was great fun. Really was. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.